1: This
2: tape is a white tape. Uh, It comes in a a clear and black regular tape box, like you would expect. But the white tape is uh, completely white on one side uh, with nothing, no label. On the other side, we have a label that looks like it's been taped over. Um, The label says produced by convention services. Uh, It looks like it's out of Louisiana. It has the number 12 on it, and then below that it says CRS uh, asterisk 27 asterisk CRB. and Then it says February 29th through March 1st, but that is uh, scratched out, and the word May is written above it, and it says 1996. That's scratched out and says 1997. And then the actual meat of the tape here, um, the label says Amy Falconberry, uh, but that has been taped on. I'm trying to see if I can tell what's underneath it because I would love to know what they taped over. When we originally listened to this tape, uh, we just heard the intro to Amy Falkenberry, and we thought that maybe it was a, uh, I don't know, like a, a beauty pageant or an intro or something. I, it just sounds like, oh, here's the next contestant, and it's Amy Falconberry. It's kind of what it sounds like. But then as I recorded this tape, I noticed that, uh, there's a lot more meat to this. Um, there's a whole thing here. You'll just have to listen to it. Uh, Oh, I got it underneath it. It says promotion awards and idea jam cook Duchenne and Wilman. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Enjoy.
3: President Baking salutes senior Amy Falkenberry of Marietta High School. Amy's a daughter of Lyndon and Ann Falkenberry and works as a 1st shift packing supervisor at the bakery. Amy's honors include a 3.8 grade point average that puts her in the top 10% of her class. She was also FFA Sweetheart, the April Student of the Month, and is active in high school rodeos, works at the Bank of Love County, and takes classes at the Higher Ed Center. Amy plans on attending college this fall. President Baking salutes Amy Falconberry and all of the graduating seniors. President Baking, you know, the cookie people in Marietta.
4: holiday crusade for kids, call us if you want a specific location to drop off toys and uh, also through our calendar that we have when we're telling people where we're where doing some of our remotes and things like that. In addition to that, uh, with the promotion, we uh, also did a, uh, a movie premiere, the movie Toy Story that was, uh, that was out here recently uh, with, with the Tim Allen voices and all that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, we uh, did a premiere of that where we asked people just to bring us a toy and they could get in and see our special showing of Toy Story. We had some little, little items to give them as they came in as well. And that was pretty successful to, uh, to generate some toy response and, and to get those things. And then uh, as we you know, continued on through the month, we had different locations where we'd always have the barrels and we'd add them to some of the remotes that we were already doing. But uh, after that, we uh, wanted to do something uh, really big at the end to, that would get some attention. And what we did was we called all of the, uh, the record companies and, uh, and tried to get the artists to, to call us and encourage us, local celebrities and uh, those folks. And we, of course, had the mayor of Raleigh on with us uh, when we kicked it off this, this one morning. Morgan and Mad Dog did a marathon on the last day. And our goal was to fill the control room up to the ceiling with toys. And uh, the response was just great. We put the station van out on the street uh, by the radio station. Uh, so the people knew, you know, when they were coming down uh, on New Chapel Hill Road, exactly where we were. We had the signs going and uh, the mast up and all that kind of stuff. People would come in. We'd put them on the air as they came in, uh, and uh, of course, if they had children with them as well and they were bringing toys, you know, the moms were bringing the little kids, and and uh, it was really kind of a sight to see. And as we the, we went through uh, the morning show and we started going into the midday and into the afternoon, as the toys kept growing and all that kind of thing, it was actually kind of hard to get uh, Morgan and Mad Dog, my morning show, into the studio to continue doing breaks because it was really piling up, and we started to have to move things out into the hallway. But uh, it really worked out very, very well, and throughout the day, the artists from the, uh, from the record companies and the record companies really worked uh, very well to help us get artists on the air, encouraging our listeners to, uh, to, to donate toys. Uh, some of those people that, that called in that day were Randy Owen from Alabama, and uh, David Lee Murphy called in, Neil McCoy called in, uh, uh, we just had a, a bunch of people. Clint Black uh, re- recorded something with me a few days before that, and we were actually, you know, able to can a few things as well. And uh, his, his uh, you know, request for donating toys was very, very well put together, too. And uh, all in all, just a, a real good promotion for us, and, uh, you know... Uh, When it was over, the control room was pretty full. The Marines uh, had their trucks, but they had to make a lot of trips. And we actually had the jocks in a line as we were handing the toys out to try to So I could get my 7 o'clock jock on the air. She had to jump over all the toys to get in there. But um, anyway, we collected in the Kix 96.1 Toys for Tots Holiday Crusade for Kids with the U.S. Marines about 30,000 toys by the time we were done. So uh, it was a good promotion. It was only a couple of weeks long, but I think uh, in that time period, we were able to give it a lot of sizzle. And... uh, Again, uh, I want to thank everybody for helping us with that. That was great.
5: All right. Great job. It's a great idea. And of course, uh, I'm sure the Marine Corps was happy to have the extra help, huh? Our um, next folks here are with the second place. I believe they're small market, right? No, small market. That's right. They didn't show up. I'm sorry some of the small market people couldn't make it. From our medium market, second place winner is Kenny Shelton. He is here with uh, WYYD in Lynchburg, Virginia. All right, thank you. Congratulations, Kenny. Tell us a little bit about what you guys did.
3: Thank you very much. We appreciate the recognition of our promotion this year. We, uh, say what? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just like to say thank you very much. Is that better <laughs> for you? All right, good. We, uh, we submitted an entry for our Raise a Ton campaign. And we've been doing Raise a Ton since 1986 when we wanted to do a promotion for the community to to kind of give back. And we thought, well, we want to you know, help raise food for the needy. And we approached the Salvation Army because we wanted to align ourselves with an organization that was trustworthy, that worked hard, and also had a, a situation or an organized way to help the needy with the, with their food needs. So they were delighted to have us start something called Raise a Ton. We didn't have any idea what kind of response we'd get the very first year. It turns out we asked for a ton of food. We got three tons of food. So we kind of thought there was a need for it, uh, something that might work in the future. And as the years have gone on, the promotion has grown. We started, like to say, back in 1986. And in the beginning, we thought it'd be great to align ourselves with a grocery store, a food chain, someone else that could help us get the word out and give us more locations to let people know that we could have a drop off point for the non perishable food. So in 1993, we aligned ourselves with the Food Line grocery chain, and they gave us more locations for our food drive, which realized as the years go on from 1986 to the present, we are not just raising three tons a year, we are on the average of about 30 tons of food every year that we are raising. It also helps us as a radio station to help us with our marketing because in my market, Roanoke Lynchburg, we are dealing with two cities that are about 60 miles apart, and we try to look for ways to make the communities grow together. So in one market, like for instance in Roanoke, we aligned ourselves with the Christmas show, which was like a holiday gift show, and folks would come there, and the Salvation Army in Roanoke would collect food, and we raised an average of 15 tons just in one weekend there. And then the ongoing food that was coming to the various grocery stores. This year, we worked for the first time with Kroger, and again, they gave us some more markets to, uh, to work with some different cities and different locations. And we still wanted to add one more little touch to our promotion, because as many years as we've been doing it, we wanted to just kind of, I guess, test the bounds a little bit and see just how successful we could be if we tried to just set up in one neutral location, which turned out to be Bedford, which is a community in between Lynchburg and Roanoke. So We took our morning show there, and we broadcast live from 6 in the morning till 7 at night and when the day was done, in Bedford alone, in just a 13-hour period, we'd raised 3.7 tons of food. So it's a promotion that has continued to grow for us. We have businesses that help us with it, schools that help with us. And it's a comfort and also a challenge. It's a comfort to have a promotion that the community is very aware of and that they uh, know that your radio station is going to do every year and it's also a challenge to keep it exciting and let it grow more every year, and that's what we plan to do with this one. One of the comforts of knowing you have a successful promotion, though, is we run this promotion between like Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know it's working when in uh, April or May, you talk to some listeners, and they already tell you that they're starting to save food for for the coming year's food drive, so it's something that stays top of mind for the listeners all throughout the year, and that's our raise a ton. Thank you.
5: All right, great job. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks for sharing that with us. One thing I think you'll notice is so far the promotions that we've heard about have been very cost effective because there has been a whole lot of money spent. I know that's a problem with almost every small and medium station, any market stations, is the money for the promotional budget. These guys have used a little bit of money to make great promotions to really see, uh, to get involved with the community. So congratulations to all of you. Kenny. Our second-place winner from the large market is from WSOC-FM in Charlotte, North Carolina. Valerie Gladden is with us. Good
6: afternoon. Can you hear me? Um, our promotion was called the um, WSOC-FM-103 Pepsi Prize Patrol, and um, the way that the Pepsi Prize Patrol worked was uh, it was a multi-purpose promotion for us. It was um, Uh, Promotion that helped build image for the station, increase cume on the station. It brought in advertising dollars from existing clients as well as our new develop, new business development clients. And this is something new that we've just added to the radio station. And we were able to tie in every um, aspect of the radio station into this promotion. (coughs) Excuse me. We had a variety of ways that we um, delivered the promotion. First of all, the Pepsi Prize Patrol involved. Pepsi, of course, and it started with a carton, the 12-pack carton that went out to various locations throughout the market from um, Walmarts, Kmart's, Food Lions, Winn-Dixies to your C-stores. And it had our um, logo on the front of the package as well as we had the whole back panel as a description and an entry for the uh, promotion that we ran. In addition to the uh, Pepsi cartons going out in all of these locations, Inserted into the Pepsi carton was 250,000 bumper stickers that um, also played a big part where that's the way that you won. You stuck the bumper sticker on your car, you sent in the entry, you listened, and you won. In addition to the cartons, we also um, produce a quarterly magazine at the radio station called Today's Country. And we ran a um, two-page spread in our magazine that went out at the same time that the Pepsi cartons were hitting the various um, stores and, um, that would, at the time of the promotion. As well, we ran a TV campaign. Also, with our new um, business development customers, we were able to put in some newspaper advertisement with coupons from those folks, as well as the bumper sticker that's inserted into the Pepsi carton also had a client coupon on the back of it. Um, In addition to the uh, 250,000 stickers that went out in the Pepsi cartons, we also ran an Advo mailer with an additional 250,000 bumper stickers and additional stickers that were available at all of our station um, promotional events. And um, last but not least, we had the uh, big number one WSOC FM 103 broadcasting every day all day long about where to get your stickers and what to do with them when you got them and to you know put them on and listen to win. And we feel like the promotion was a big success for us because we felt like we tried something with a client you know to our knowledge no one had gotten their their call letters all over the side of a 12-pack Pepsi carton, and had it in all the different stores, and it actually helped them with our call letters and the advertisement we were getting it. We got a lot of in cap displays and that sort of thing that just really, you know, made it look wonderful when you walked in the stores and you saw these huge displays with WSOC all over them. But um, we felt like it was fun for the listeners. It um, continued to give us visibility in the community with all the stickers that were out there. It certainly helped to increase sales with an um, a client like Pepsi as well as the, um, the new business development clients that tied into the promotion. And, um, it was a, a, it helped to increase sales for Pepsi, <clears throat> excuse me, and it also helped to increase cumin ratings on the radio station, so we feel like it was a win-win for everybody that was involved. Thank you.
5: All right. Thank you, Valerie. Valerie Gladden from W S O C F M fm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Another thing I think that uh, maybe I can just ask you real fast, any of you can comment on this. When you're doing a fun promotion, a promotion that's getting a lot of street talk, you feel like the promotion's really being successful, seems like the whole station is uplifted by it. You find that uh, everybody's in a better mood. They don't mind coming to work. They, they don't mind putting the extra hours in. And it tends to make your station a lot uh, happier place sometimes. So. Great job, WSOC, FM, and Charlotte, congratulations. Now to our first place winners. We've got our small market, actually we have a couple of representatives here from our small market, from KKIX FM in Fayetteville, Arkansas. We have with us Buck Waters
7: and Rob Stark. thank you very much. Uh, the award means a lot to uh, all of us uh, at uh, Kicks 104 and the, the, the listeners in Northwest Arkansas. Our promotion was called the Labor of Love a promotion times two. Uh, had a dual purpose. Basically uh, Eric Marshall, the operations manager at Kicks uh, brought Rob and I together. Rob came from WZZK in Birmingham and I came from uh, uh, WFRG in Utica, New York, so we were total strangers, had never met. And we thought it would be uh, uh, beneficial for us to uh, do something that would get us out into the community a lot faster than just sitting behind the studio and uh, doing a morning show. Uh, we got together with uh, uh, the March of Dimes and uh, proceeded to, to work on the, the labor of love. What interests me most, uh, about the promotion was the first couple of weeks uh, we were there in the market. We uh, attended a parade, handing out candy uh, with the rest of the staff. And I remember uh, walking by uh, a street corner, the folks lined up on both sides, and uh, somebody yelled out, we missed Lenny. Uh, Lenny uh, Hunter and the Fox for the recently num- uh, departed number one morning team at Kicks. And uh, I remember how I felt when, uh, when they said that. I felt uh, pretty small, actually. We miss Lenny. Get out of Dodge. Um, <laughs> so instead of sitting in the studio and hoping the audience would come around, we decided to speed uh, the process up a little bit. As I mentioned, it was a twofold promotion. Introduce Buck and Rob uh, to Northwest Arkansas uh, and uh, help out uh, the community at the same time. Um, We hit the streets uh, in our new hometown with the labor of love, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies, and just putting our faces in in front of the community. And uh, what basically we did was uh, Rob and I for one day wore what they call an empathy belly, a pregnancy simulator on a a dare from uh, one of the March of Dimes representatives. And then we decided to carry this on for a longer extended period of time, where Rob wore this uh, 32-pound empathy belly for over a month, 34 days, uh, 24 hours a day, except when he was taking a shower. This, of course, was to uh, uh, raise money uh, and raise awareness about the, uh, the cause of uh, uh, healthier babies and what the March of Dimes uh, do. So here we were, out in the streets, remotes, uh, public appearances with with the belly, Rob had the belly on. We, uh, we had some uh, shirts made uh, which talked about a couple of the uh, elements that were included in the promotion. Rob had uh, a shirt that had an arrow pointing down to, you've seen the shirts before, where baby on board, uh, the pregnant woman is uh, wearing a shirt. So we uh, t- tied into that uh, kind of. Uh, on the air for a whole month, uh, we received on-air tips from our listeners on how Rob might be able to uh, get through the pregnancy a little bit easier. Uh, uh, I remember one of the funniest uh, uh, bits that we did one day was when we uh, talked about cravings and what women crave when they're pregnant. Uh, It was very interesting. (laughs) And it made. You'll
8: find through this whole thing that I'm really a gullible person, (laughs) extremely.
7: (laughs) It made for a very interesting morning show. Uh, But everybody, uh, all women, mothers, mothers to be, the daddies and and children alike can relate to to pregnancy. And uh, we set a goal of $5,000 to raise uh, for the the March of Dimes. And we needed a couple of uh, elements included. All, although we had on-air uh, solicitation, we, we gave out the numbers to the March of Dimes. We had the March of Dimes representatives come into the studio on the morning show and talk about the good health care, prenatal uh, care for women, and uh, the numbers that they need to call if they need some help uh, with their pregnancy and so on and so forth. And we uh, shared stories from listeners from women, uh, pregnancies gone uh, well, and, and even a couple that uh, didn't go well, But we covered the gamut from from A to Z, and as I mentioned, when the people started, the buzz in the community uh, began to grow as Rob and I made these appearances and we were out at uh, different locations. All the women wanted to come up and and some of the men too, I guess, wanted to come up and feel the belly. The belly actually had a little ball inside that would kick and uh, we did this for 34 days and to uh, make sure we reached our goal, we uh, included a couple of elements uh, which included um, a pledge day similar to a walkathon, uh, where on the uh, on a Thursday we accepted pledges over the telephone from our listeners, 25 cents per lap or a flat rate pledge. Rob and I on the following Saturday uh, pra- partic- uh, participated in what we called the uh, the mallathon, where we walked the local mall uh, for 12 hours from nine to nine. Uh, Rob wearing the belly. I was pushing a baby carriage. We had a baby inside, and uh, we had signs and uh, uh, matter of fact, one of these uh, t-shirts talks about the molathon, this one right here. We walked all day. We couldn't solicit donations in the mall because they didn't allow that. so we couldn't we couldn't ask for donations, so we printed it on the shirts. And, uh, and so this is what the people saw. donations appreciated, so on and so forth. We took the pledges. We raised $2,000 on Thursday with the pledges. Then we went ahead and walked 27.3 miles inside the mall all day. And Let me tell you, we were, we were pretty well uh, <laughs> pushed when, when the event was over. Then our final drive was a celebrity auction. We received uh, a bunch of... Um, uh, items from the, the record labels and the management companies and we appreciate that so much. We had a celebrity auction where once again the community was had an opportunity to meet Rob and Buck and feel the baby and we uh, did a uh, on-air auction where people could come to the location where we had the items or place bids via the telephone and we did our morning show live from uh, this one location. Our, uh, our goal was $5,000. We delivered the baby 34 days after the promotion started at the uh, Travis Tritt concert in front of 7,000 people and uh, uh, Rob pulled the belly out of his, uh, from under his shirt and held, uh, held the baby high in front of the crowd and we presented the March of Dimes with a check for $11,000. So we, uh, we went well over our goal and uh, it turned out to be a very successful promotion and to this day when we're in town, people uh, come up and say, you're the, you're the guy, you, you wore the belly, uh, how did it feel like? And, and it was just an excellent way to introduce a new morning team and get us very visible out in the community and let them know that we cared about their community, uh, you know, w- when we uh, continue to raise money for the March of Dimes. And I know Rob wants to talk about what he went through with, uh, you know, wearing the belly for 24 hours a day and uh, for 34 days.
8: Well, really, the only thing, is this one on? Can you hear me? The only thing I really want to say is that Hootie and the Blowfish actually deserve this award. We really don't. So. Now, it, it was a, a very, very, very strange experience, let me tell you. Ladies, I have the utmost respect for you now. Uh, I guess the one thing that I would like to stress is the commitment that was involved in this. Uh, at first it started out as a dare, and I was, it surprised me at how committed I became to this. Um, my wife gets home at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I get home as a morning guy, I get home about noon, and there were many, many days I'd walk in and go, you know, I could take this thing off and nobody would ever know. But I couldn't let myself do that. I just, in all good conscience, I just couldn't let myself do that. And I really, really got so committed to this project. And Buck and our promotions director, Shannon, the the commitment was incredible. But um, we still do get, actually the biggest comment I get now is, Rob, I thought you took that belly off me. (laughs) <laughs> but this is also, uh, National March of Diamonds has looked at this as a pilot program. So guys out there, jocks, morning guys, I want to know who is man enough to put a pregnancy belly on. So I'll be looking forward to this promotion in other markets. It was very, extremely successful, and to this day, we uh, have not heard a whole lot about Lenny Fox. We love you, Lenny, but it's it's Buck and Rob, and uh, it was a very... Great success. I was very proud to do it. So thank you.
5: All right. I, I do have one question, and Buck or Rob either one who can answer this. Who decided who's gonna wear the belly?
8: I opened my big mouth. <laughs> we we were on the air talking about something, I don't remember what it was. Oh, we had Clay Walker coming to concert. We were going to give away tickets, and the, the idea was what would you cr- do crazy for Clay, you know? Come out and do something nuts. And I said, you know, I'm feeling saucy. If you want to dare bucking me to do something? We'll we'll consider it. And some lady called and said, I dare you to dress up as women, and I have some very scary pictures here. <laughs> and then that's when the March of Dimes representative called up and said, I let's take that one better, dress up as women, and then put on a pregnancy simulator and raise money for the March of Dimes, bring awareness to raising money for fighting his birth
7: defects.
5: Great idea.
8: And then I said, okay, well, why don't we do it one step further? So it was my own fault.
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what was funny was uh, during one of our promotion meetings, uh, I, th- I forget exactly what month the promotion ended, but I, I thought it would be a really cool angle for us to uh, carry this pregnancy to uh, Christmas Day, the birth of Jesus Christ, and deliver the baby. <laughs> on Christmas Day, but that would have been like two and a half months long. (laughs) And Rob put the kibosh on that, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Congratulations, KKIX out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, first place winners.
5: Got a great idea for Jay when we get home. (laughs) Jay's my morning show partner, in case you don't know that. Uh, our Media Market first place winner from Birmingham, Alabama, WZZK AM and FM, we have Jim Tice with us.
1: Thank you. Do we have that, the videotape? Is that handy? I think so. Okay, um, I'll do that a give couple us, minutes. Give us
5: just a second.
1: Yeah. Um, we gave away a home. nice price, um, but I know we had a lot of ideas here, some that you know the cost of a fair amount of money this was a pretty expensive promotion but not really that ex- not as expensive as you might think but i think the main thing is really is just be creative come up with the idea and then figure out how you're gonna make it work uh, one of the stories like roy and walt disney walt was kind of the dreamer and roy was the practical businessman but basically is get the idea and then you can make it work uh, we have given away a total of three homes uh, over the past uh, 10 years 11 years since i've been at zzk and I guess the big thing we're looking for, because uh, everybody's after us, you know, country is hot, and uh, ZZK has been a perennial giant in the southeast. Um, everybody's looking to, uh, to knock you off. So number one, you look for a promotion that's going to be exciting. And then you look for, there's a lot of what we call cume float in the Birmingham area. We have a lot of people, maybe not country music fans, but we have a lot more than uh, country music. I guess we're running it, okay. <laughs> This is inside the house with a $140,000 dream home. And uh, they said we've done this three times, but this time everything really came together. We had Bobby's always do TV to promote in the fall. This was last fall. So we had a regular TV running on all the TV stations in Birmingham. And then we got the NBC affiliate to be our co-sponsor. So it was kind of a, a fantastic win-win. This is the house. And the the Dream Home Giveaway with NBC 13 was on the air live during their 11 o'clock news. Um, first time I've seen the video, so. And hopefully we'll cut to the chase and get to the winner. What we did, we narrowed it down to the final 13 people. And then they each drew from a, a physical key one of the keys fit the front door of the home and opened it, and they were the winner. I know the last time we did this, the second time, went down to the last key, and that's probably the scariest nightmare you have. Oh, it would really work. And uh, this time it was the second key, so it went pretty quickly. All right, kill the tape, right? Kind of give you an idea of what it was like. We basically, oh, you want to see the winner. All right. I don't know how long this goes on. Oh, well, that is it. Do we have a winner? Is that the end of the tape? Uh, no, he stopped it. He stopped it. Well, what? go ahead. Let's see the winner. You want to see the winner? All right, let it roll. Maybe not.
9: and NBC13 with Birmingham's biggest prize the $140,000 Regency Dream Home Somebody out here right now that's standing out around us now is going
1: to. That's part of our morning team, the uh, Dollar Bill Lawson. $140,000 dream home before lunchtime today, and that's an exciting
9: thought. So come on out if you'd like to be a part of it. Everyone out here is ready to go. We got Zeke the Coyote, Patty, and I, and, and that's uh, our mascot, all the crew, Zeke the Coyote. Coyote is out here, and we're ready to go. So all the folks out here are certainly ready to go. It's gotten a little chilly, of course. I think it's probably 15 degrees colder now than it was uh, when we came in this morning, wasn't it, Patty?
7: I know that I didn't wear a coat. The goose pimple over here. Well, I'm looking at what everybody's coveting right now. We have uh, T-shirts that say, "I made the dream home final 13." Wow! And of course, that's what we're going to get down to, and these people actually get to to pick a key and try out of the door.
10: This home is so beautiful. We're sitting right here in the driveway and it's just gorgeous. You haven't seen it. Come on out.
9: This is a good way to kick up the holiday season anyway you see a very happy person. That's right. Now don't forget we're going to get down to our final 13 and that will be aired on Channel 13, NBC 13. So we'll have that live as we get down to the last 13 qualifiers and they will again be trying that key to unlock the door uh, to be the crown uh, the owners of this beautiful dream home and you'll see it live here or on television on NBC 13. So we're out here we're getting ready to get started, and we uh, hope you'll get a chance to come by. If you can, do so. If you can, stay with us on WZZK or tune in to NBC13. Out here at the Dream Home site, I'm Dollar Bill Lawson for WZZK. Again, this is all made possible because of all of our great sponsors here. Of course, we want to thank the folks. What
1: we basically did is qualify people throughout their promotion. Uh, we had the key song of the day every day, a different song at 715. When you hear the song, call in uh, 105 bucks and qualify for the uh, drawing. And then of course the the angle for the realtor, that's the uh, president of the real estate company there. Uh, we had people register at the Dream Home site or other Regency uh, locations, and then they listen for the name on the radio station when they hear it call back in 10 minutes and they were in the running. So we narrowed it down to um, the final 105 and then we got down to the final 13. This
9: is a wonderful thing. They're going to be airing this live when we get down to our last 13 qualifiers, and uh, they've been a great sponsor, of course, uh, with the Dream Home, and we thank them for all their help. So here we go, our first elimination. You always see one person crying about a hundred and something grin when this happens. All right, our first elimination is... Margie Russell Yeah, this is
1: going to go on for a while. Art will show you the tape later, you know. I understand. Aren't wants to see video? <laughs> well, that's like the first phase. That's where we got down to the final 105, and then we got down to 13. So it's probably another three or four minutes. Um, but I mean, it was a great promotion. Because uh, as far as the ratings were concerned, we had a super book. We were up uh, like three shares. Summer book from a 12-1 to a 15-3, a 25-54, and 18 to 34. We went from like a 10-4 to a 14. So just a super book an exciting promotion, and uh, it is something you can do in a lot of markets. So just think because maybe you're a little bit smaller market, you don't have a big budget, but if you can create the excitement, you get a good idea, somebody is going to buy into it. So don't let you know budget or money uh, hold you back, because that shouldn't ruin your creativity. Just kind of put your best foot forward, put all your good ideas together, put them down on paper. And uh, the plan we put together was very detailed. Every week was covered in what we were going to do on on television, on radio, um, how we tie in the sponsors. And uh, it's a fun promotion and it creates plenty of talk, not only in the book maybe that you're in, but people talk about it for years and years to come. And that's right. it. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Jim Tice from WZZKAM and FM Birmingham, Alabama, our medium market first place winner. And last but certainly not least, our large market winner from WUBE FM in Cincinnati, Ohio, Twana Burns is with us.
0: Well, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people who are in small and medium markets think that people in large markets have got huge, huge, huge promotional budgets. Sometimes I think the bigger the market, the smaller your budget is. And in our case, where, you know, everything is downsizing, so we have to get very, very creative. Uh, Historically, B105 has been very promotionally active. We made, uh, in 1994, over 700 personal appearances, and that's with a full-time staff of eight DJs and one promotional person, and you're looking at her. So we were all sitting around uh, in the conference room, kind of bitching and moaning about how you know, we need to do these things, but, gosh, wouldn't it be great if we had, like, another 15, 16 people to help us? And somebody hollered out and says, hey, we need the Hooter girls. Well, I says, no, we don't need Hooter girls. We need honeybees. And the B105 honeybees evolved from a really kind of a, a serious joke. So what we decided to do was uh, we went to a local boot company who has been a very good client of ours, and gave them the opportunity to be the sole uh, sponsor of the B-105 Boot Country Honeybees. Um, What we had promised to the Boot Country we would do is that, unless we were at a competing boot company, at every appearance B-105 would be at, we would also take at least one of the honeybees. There would be many times, especially in cases of telethons, Uh, things that needed to be done at Children's Hospital, for example, that everybody wants, you know, the morning guys to come and do all this. And unfortunately, there's only 24 hours a day and seven days in a week. But we had 15 additional ladies here who we could call upon. They became many celebrities themselves. So the boot company said, yeah, we'll do this. How much is it going to cost us? And we gave them a figure, and it ended up increasing their annual buy by one-third. They also agreed to give us all of the clothing that the girls wore from boots all the way up to the hats they invested quite a bit of money in how they looked but it was important for the boot company for them to look as well so that was our first um, problem that we had solved was was that we knew how we were going to be able to pay for these girls and they also agreed that for every five appearances that they would make that they would give them fifty dollars in store credits so that got us past the labor laws so that means that we didn't have to pay any salaries so now the next problem that we had was how to find the fifteen ladies that we were looking for so what we did is we got on the air and kinda taken from the marines you know we were looking for a few good honeybees well after week three we had received about two thousand few good honeybee application requests and then we started the screening process and after we screened out the psychos and the bimbos, and the more important, psycho bimbos, uh, that all wanted to uh, marry John Michael Montgomery or Clint Black or murder Lisa Hartman Black, uh, we narrowed it down to 50 finalists. Then we had to decide how we were going to come up with a way that we could have everybody kind of involved in, in, uh, with our listeners to, to pick our honeybees. So we went to our two major nightclubs in town, and there is a very fierce battle going on in our town between these two nightclubs. Each of them hold about 2,000 people. So we uh, picked two competing days, and we had one at the north location, the other one at the south location. They they decided they wanted to increase their ad buy because they wanted more people to come out to theirs than the others, so we ended up getting an additional $2,000 a week from the two nightclubs so we had our place to have it so now we needed to figure out who our judges were so we got someone from the boot company we had somebody from the radio station we also had a full service salon in town that donated tanning hair nails everything that these ladies would need to complete their appearance for free for a promotional mention didn't cost us a dime again so we split the team up into twenty five went to each location then went through some very extenuating uh, question, some of the questions that we asked, we wanted to make sure that they knew about country music, we wanted to make sure that they loved people, and we also wanted to make sure that they knew something about our radio station. Uh, One of the uh, screenies came in and we asked them about, uh, who's your favorite DJ at our radio station? And she stood there with a blank look on her face and says, I don't know any of their names. And so we knew that this was one who had had slid in and we're like, well, we're really glad that uh, you came by, thank you very much. Um, we ended up coming up with a group of girls that were age range from 18 to 56. Our 56-year-old 56 is our Granny Bee. Her name is Sandy, and she is everyone's favorite. Uh, she's kind of like takes all of our listeners under our wings. She never dreamed that she would ever be picked because there were all of these, you know, beautiful, voluptuous girls that were standing there. And then there she's there, and she's like, I'm so embarrassed to be here. She knew every question. She loved the radio station. She loved people, and she says, this is the way I look at it. I've raised my kids. Now it's time for me to have some fun, and she has made more appearances for the radio station than our morning team. She's <laughs> we, we can't we can't turn her away. She's she's great. Uh, so then we had our team, and we went out. We've uh, they've been on television. They've been on the telethons. They do face painting at our remotes. They run our prize wheel at our remotes, and. When we started sitting down figuring out exactly how valuable they were to us, we realized that through not having to pay salaries, not having to pay for their clothes, not having to pay for the the hair and the nails, not having to pay anything to advertise for them. And when we sat down and added it up, we had come up with over $48,000 that our radio station had saved or had gained. And the entire promotion did not cost B105 one red Penny. Wow. Uh, the girls all got together in October. Uh, one of the charities that we're very involved with is the Ruth Lines Children's Christmas Charities. And it was uh, uh, the matron of uh, all broadcasting in uh, the Midwest. And she had gone to a hospital back in the 1940s and saw how gray they were and how there were rails and, and just really got involved and wanted to make the Children's wards a lot better. So she's um she's kind of like the grand dom of all of us and the ladies have all gotten involved in it most of them are mothers and their kids have been recipients and what this does is every child who goes into a hospital in the cincinnati area receives a toy it also buys equipment for playrooms. it uh, gets hospital equipment so they all got together pulled their money and made the b-105 boot country honeybee calendars they sold them during Christmas time with all of the profits going to the charity. And if any of you, if you are interested to see exactly what our team looks like, and that's been one of the questions everybody's asking, going, boy, if they are free, they must be ugly. Boy, are you wrong. They are absolutely some of the most wonderful people, and it's something that every one of you can do because I'm sure that at every remote Every appearance, at concerts, people are coming up and they're telling us, gee, you are so lucky. You've got the best job in the whole world because you get to meet this person. You get to go out and do all these things. You get to have people come up to you and tell you that you're just, you're the greatest thing in the world. And you've got a great group of people with your listeners that you can pull from to come up with some of the best promotions. Because I tell you, we like to toot our own horns, but a happy listener can toot our horn a lot better than any of us can.
5: All right. So our first-place large market station, WBE out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Thanks, to a Great promotion. Tell you what, we're going to do something a little different. Usually we uh, kind of wrap it up with this, but we've got a special guest that we want to bring up right now from Bangor, Maine, from WQCB. He is the general manager there. Please welcome Mr. Bob Duchesne.
10: I'm sorry, I came in late. How did you get pregnant? Well, we're not quite sure who the mother
8: is still, but. uh, It was a honeybee. It was a honeybee, yeah. I saw those pictures. I'm hoping.
10: Let me start off by the, right off the bat saying I'm no expert on this. I entered this award and we lost. If we'd won third place, I would have been here. But uh, we're certainly no experts in our particular market. My job here today really is to run the microphone around as fast as possible with John's help, or Vaughn's help, rather, and get as many ideas out of the room as fast as we can. We are after quantity, not quality. You can dress it up later. We want as many ideas as we can. We don't want Mike Hoggs, please don't make me hurt you. I'll give you topics, discuss amongst yourselves. Raise your hand if you have an idea to address some of the topics we're talking about. One of the biggest and hottest things we could always talk about is how to dress up concerts. How can we beat the other guy concerts? What promotions can we use to tie into concerts? Anyone do handouts going into a concert, and what do you do? Hands up, right there.
5: Uh, we made special uh, laminates and uh, lanyards and we handed out to everyone that came into uh, concerts. The, lan- the uh, lanyards have the call letters on them, and the uh, laminates have, uh, it says KRTY VIP on the front of it. It has a contest information on the back of it with a number, an individual number, which we call off the next day for uh, cash giveaways.
10: Other things yell you know, other things handed out at concerts going in. Back here, Vaughn.
6: We've had real good luck with buttons. There, our, our logo has real bright colors, and we stand out wherever we can, pass them out, and you've got billions and billions of little billboards running around.
10: Yeah, we like concert patches. You can sell the back of them. They peel off, and they get a coupon on the back or something like that. You can even number them. And then the registration numbers may be uh, available in stores for winning prizes later on so you can get it sponsored. Another one, Vaughn?
2: This isn't something we gave away, but it was a good way to attract a crowd to our station site outside of a concert. We did uh, a new twist on the concert before the concert. We rented giant screen TVs and showed uh, Reba concert videos and had a huge crowd gathered around watching it, getting in the mood before the show. Right
0: here. Uh, We did the Q Country cash card, and our air staff handed out cards with the numbers printed on them to every single person who walked in the concert. And the next day, uh, we would draw them and people could win $100, $500 in cash if they listened and heard their number.
10: One of the most fun things we ever did was uh, when we didn't get the presents in a concert, we went out in the parking lot and leafleted every car in the parking lot saying, listen to us tomorrow morning and win $500. It was great. Well, and we didn't get a present at the concert. Uh, it was Alan Jackson.
3: And what we did, we bought the parking lot next to the venue
10: and gave away the prime parking spots on the air. Back, a round of applause for that one, man. That is great.
4: Until
3: I